Hey, how's it going, Lakeland? Welcome to A View from City Hall. Welcome back to the first episode of 2021 of A View from City Hall. I appreciate you listening. This is the first time that I've been back on the podcast this year, and, and I ended last year in December with kind of a recap of things that we had covered in 2020, and, and we're off to the races in 2021, and so I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I'm hoping this year to record episodes the day after each city commission meeting. So last year, I was sort of figuring out, what do I want to do with this podcast? I did a podcast during my campaign and and kept it going. I had a number of people who said, we really enjoy listening to, to your podcast and your updates. Please keep doing that. And so here I am, I'm back, and I'm, I'm excited to be back. But my thought is that I want to provide an overview uh, each after each meeting, so twice a month, we, we meet, the commission meets on the first and third Mondays of the month, and uh, my goal is to record on Tuesday morning, so to give a recap of each meeting, hit some of the highlights, the things that we talked about, and so I know there are people out there who, the majority of you, are not able to follow every commission meeting. There are a handful of folks who do, or uh, who are very well tuned into what's happening at City Hall, but most people are not, and so uh, if you, if people will know that I can catch Chad's podcast on Tuesdays after the commission meeting and, and get a recap of the highlights of the things that we talked about, the things that we decided. And so that's my goal for 2021. So uh, continue to listen and come back and share this podcast with others. And I hope to have some more interviews coming in as well. I had talked about that at the end of the year. Just I want to interview more folks from, from City Hall, our new city manager, Sean Sorrell, some of our department heads, and, and also some people from the community. I've just met some people recently who I thought would be great on this podcast to talk about their experience in Lakeland, some newer residents and people who, who are newer to town, uh, and just what drew them to this community and what they think Lakeland needs in the future and how we can continue to grow and, and progress and, and really be uh, a community that, that draws residents and, and new businesses and, and grows and, and all that comes along with that. So, you know, one of the things that I, I know when I went to many meetings as a candidate for city commission that at first, if you're not familiar with the format and the procedure of the meeting, there are a lot of things and points throughout the meetings that can be confusing, I think, to most people. And so that's part of the reason for wanting to do this podcast is to provide some clarity and just explain some of the things that are going on, because there really are a lot of procedural items that are very familiar to the commission. Once you've spent a couple of months uh, up there on the dais, you you get a feel for the the flow and the rhythm. And but there are things that, to the average person, I think make no sense at all. We have first readings and second readings and voice votes and roll call votes and uh, different things that that happen. And and we've seen some of that recently. And I'll talk about some of the votes that we've had recently. I, I do want to start off uh, giving a recap of yesterday's meeting. But before that, you know, uh, before I get into that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the meeting we had uh, at the end of January. And so some of you may have seen that one. That was uh, what I call a, a marathon of a meeting. We, we started at three. We were at the RP Funding Center. And I think it ended at 11 p.m. That is a record for me. That's one of, it, it was a long one. And we spent about six hours on one particular topic. And that was an application to rezone a piece of land that's next to the Carillon Lakes community off Airport Road. And so um, tough decision. It really, there was a lot that went into it. We heard testimony from uh, two different attorneys. We heard from residents. Uh, the uh, decision, uh, the application for rezoning ultimately passed four to two. And, and I just know that that was, it was a tough one. It was a tough call. And uh, a lot of thought and consideration went into that decision. And I had uh, you know talked about on my last podcast at the end of December that 
the the area around the airport, Southwest Lakeland, the growth that is coming to that community, that it's one of the, I think, toughest issues facing us as city leaders and, and trying to figure out um, the right type of growth and, and how to make it work and really thinking into the future, 20, 30 plus years of what that area of the city is going to look like. And and this discussion certainly played into that. I know there were a lot of residents uh, who were there that night who were disappointed. Um, and, and I voted in, in the minority on that one. I, I did. I was one of the no votes and had I had a lot of questions about the um, the traffic on Carillon Boulevard. And that's the road that, that goes into Carillon Lakes. And and um, there's still some some issues that may end up in court over that one. But but I, I know and I and I've shared this with with some of the residents who have approached me after that meeting and, and said that all of the commissioners and and whichever way they voted, I know put the same level of thought and consideration into their vote and and believing this was the right decision. And at times, many times, there's just disagreement over that. We're in a lot of gray area on many of these issues, especially as it relates to zoning and land use and growth and growth management. So that was one, you know, that issue alone, I, I have not seen an issue take that long since I've been on the commission. And then we still had some other items that we, we worked through. And uh, it just, it was a long meeting for sure. One of the other items that we voted on at that meeting was the uh, decommissioning of Unit 3. So Lakeland Electric's coal plant is known as Macintosh Unit 3. Decommissioning is kind of, again, one of those terms that the average person might think, well, what does that mean? Basically, you know, we are shutting the plant down. That It's being retired. It is, and so that's a regulatory word to decommission. There's actually a, a federal um, environmental protection agency process that we, we have to follow, and, and, and there'll be a lot that happens on that. But uh, to, to get to this point, it, it required uh, a vote, uh, a an approval from the utility committee. So that's a subcommittee that meets uh, once a month, the first Monday of the month before our commission meetings. All the commissioners sit on the utility committee as well as a handful of representatives from the community. So there are 12 members on that committee. Uh, the, The decision to shut down Unit 3 had to go through utility committee and then it came to us, uh, the full commission, at, at our last meeting in January. And and it, it in the utility committee, it, you know, the, it passed uh, the uh, decision passed unanimously, so twelve to zero. And then at the commission level, it passed seven to zero as well. And this, for me, you know, I, I when when I was looking at you know, coming onto the commission, this is has been an issue the of what to do with Unit Three. The plans originally were to to shut it down a few years later than than now um, in 2024, but. Uh, last summer, there there was a, an outage of the unit. It went down. Uh, it was very costly to try to get it back up and running. Uh, in addition, at the time that it was down, we had millions of dollars of coal uh, at the plant that, that had we not been able to get the plant back up again, we would have had all of these uh, sunk costs in, in the coal that's just sitting there that we've already spent. And so looking at the risk of continuing to pour uh, investments and capital into an aging plant that we were going to shut down. To me, it, it made sense from an organizational, from a business stance uh, to go ahead and and shut down the unit. Now, it's a difficult decision. It's a difficult conversation because there are jobs that are attached to that plant. There's people, it's their livelihoods, and we have employees, and so we wanted to be sensitive to that. And you may have seen, there were there were a number of the, the employees who were affected who came and spoke at the meeting, and uh, just a lot of emotion and passion, and I certainly understand that. You know, if I were in their shoes, I'd, I'd probably be 
doing the same thing, just talking to the commission to say, hey, is there, you know, is there any other way other than shutting it down now? Uh, I, Lakeland Electric and I think our human resources department within the city, there, there's an effort to try and relocate employees and reassign them and, and put them, give them priority status as they look and apply for other jobs throughout the city. And so we certainly want to do everything we can to take care of the people who are affected. But th- this has been a process and it will continue to be a process. There are, as I mentioned, steps that have to be taken on the regulatory side uh, that will go into the next few years uh, to fully complete the shutdown or the decommissioning process, as we call it. So that you know, that was a big, big decision. There are other utilities around the country that are doing the same. Uh, I saw last week where Tico Energy made a decision to uh, decommission its one of its coal plants, the Big Bend plant, uh, many years earlier than they had anticipated, and, and for similar reasons, saying it just doesn't make sense to continue to put capital into uh, an aging. Um, power production technology in, in the way of coal. Coal is, you're not seeing new coal plants that are coming online. In fact, utilities are going to other sources of energy. And so that's, the utility and, and the decisions around that, it's really, those are big items for the commission and, and things that we're, we're talking about. We had a, I think it was a fascinating utility committee meeting, and I don't usually use the word fascinating for utility committee meetings, but we talked about some of the uh, technologies that are that we're seeing around the country and how that will change energy production and the way that utilities operate. And so we have uh, someone at Lakeland Electric who is sort of the chief innovation officer, if you will, who is really trying to incorporate these these technologies and keep an eye on what is emerging and how can we integrate these technologies into our business model of the utility. And so that's there's certainly more to come on that. That's that's very interesting. So yesterday's meeting, February 1st, first meeting of the month, uh, was relatively short. It was a light agenda, and I was hesitant to say this is going to be a short meeting. I think, actually, Commissioner Selvage came on the dais and said, oh, we should be out of here pretty quickly. And the mayor said, don't say anything, because you never know. You never know how long our meetings are going to go. But uh, it was a relatively short meeting. Some of the highlights, so we often start off with presentations from a department. A city department head will give an update on what they're doing, some of the initiatives within their department. That's always helpful for me as a commissioner, just to, to get an update. We certainly get uh, briefings and things throughout the year, but but these presentations are helpful, and I think they're helpful for the community to hear what's going on. So yesterday, our director of IT, uh, of information technology, Oscar Torres, talked about the Surf Lakeland grants. So we have a process where nonprofits can apply for Surf Lakeland to, to have Wi-Fi that is provided by the city of Lakeland uh, on their premises. And we currently have uh, a handful of organizations that are utilizing Surf Lakeland that have come through that grant process. Parker Street Ministries is one. Um, the Dream Center, there's a Boys and Girls Club uh, near Rochelle uh, that that has Surf Lakeland access. And New Life Ministries, I believe, is in the process as well. And so this is a relatively young program, this grant program, and, uh, and allowing nonprofits to apply to be able to have Wi-Fi that uh, people who are utilizing their ministries and their services can access. And I know that's been for the the three or four organizations that have had it, uh, and I look to Parker Street as one, It's I know it's been beneficial for people to be able to to get online, to do homework, to, to access things that maybe they couldn't do at home. And this is a piece of 
you talk, you hear the phrase digital divide and, and bridging that, that gap and, and providing high-speed internet to uh, all parts of the city. This is a piece of that. I think uh, we hope it can grow as we partner with Summit uh, Broadband uh, to get their services within the community. Maybe this is something that, that grows along with it. So that was certainly helpful. Uh, we had two proclamations yesterday. So proclamations at times can seem very ceremonial. And depending on, we have just about every meeting, there is a proclamation. Oh, I guess proclamations are on the first meeting of the month. I don't think we have them on the second because a lot of the proclamations are for a certain month. What month is being celebrated nationally or in our state and locally in the community. And so uh, yesterday we had two proclamations, one for Black History Month and uh, another for Herb Dixon Day. Um, On note on Black History Month, the city of Lakeland has put out a video uh, for Black History Month, but it's a tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King. And we weren't able to have the parade this year or any of the the events that go along with that. And so uh, check it out. The video is on city of Lakeland's Facebook page or Instagram. And it's it's just phenomenal. I think they did a great job in bringing different voices from the community, different people within the city and, and talking about what Dr. King's legacy means today in 2021, as we still at times struggle with some of the same issues that uh, were going on uh, during his time. And so I think that video is well done. It, it tells the story. Those those proclamations yesterday were, were great. Um, just it, for me, there's always a story behind the proclamations of why we're celebrating what it is that, that we're celebrating and, and the impact locally that we see in our community. Herb Dixon Day is fascinating. So Mr. Dixon uh, is 101 years old. You heard that right. He's 101. And he um, is a golf uh, he was a professional golfer and, and a golf icon uh, from the city of Bartow. And, and he will be honored at the third annual Black History Month golf tournament uh, at the end of February at Cleveland Heights. So he'll, he'll be honored there. So we, we had a proclamation for him. I had to kind of um, hold my cheers a little bit. So I um, also being from Bartow, Mr. Dixon from Bartow, and I, yeah, I recognize that I sit on the city of Lakeland commission and and I'm a Lakeland proud Lakeland resident but um, I hail from Bartow and and Mr. Dixon went to Union Academy I went to Union Academy as well many years later uh, than he did but just his Bartow roots and just to sit there and, and hear his story and see here's a man who he still plays golf every day he played 27 holes on Sunday he said and um, I, I was just in awe of his story and so what what an honor to be able to present a proclamation uh, for February 1st being herb Dixon day and and look forward to him being celebrated at the golf tournament at the end of the month. A couple of other highlights from yesterday's meeting. So we always, you know, we have public hearings. Those are uh, ordinances and things that usually involve some sort of zoning component. And I mentioned the Carillon Lakes, the, the piece of land next to that, that that we talked about at the end of January. Nothing uh, yesterday's meeting uh, was really uh, noteworthy. I mean, we did have one item as a public hearing. So the process for public hearings is when I talk about I mentioned earlier first readings and second readings. Anytime we are making a change to to zoning, to land use, in this case yesterday, there was a public right of way uh, that the city is vacating. So it's saying we don't we don't have a need for this right of way anymore. Um, there's been a request for for the city to vacate the right of way. Um, the the first reading happens at one meeting, and that is simply where the city attorney just reads the title of what it is. There's really no discussion on it. 
And, and then the second reading is where if there is discussion, if there's input from the community, if there is opposition, that's where it happens at the second reading. And so uh, yesterday's was, was pretty uh, uneventful, uh, the one item that we had. Uh, we kind of go through the list of items, you know, different, do we have a, a report from the community redevelopment agency? We had, we did not have anything yesterday. The city manager section. So our city manager brings to us different awards of bids and by that contracts and things that the city will enter into a contract with a, a firm to do different things for the city and, and, as a commission, we don't really get involved in the details of those contracts. We have a lot of questions sometimes, but uh, it's it's really for us to approve and give the green light for the city management team to enter into these contracts and just to um, to be able to make sure that, that we approve, that we're on board with the direction that we're going or why we're hiring a vendor for this and, and just that we are being good stewards of the city's resources. One item, I mean, we, there were two yesterday. One of the, um, the contracts that we were voting to award is for some um, replacement of the stadium wall padding at Joker Marchant Stadium um, and some signage, some things that need to be done uh, at at the stadium. And there's a capital reserve fund that we have uh, that that would we are able to use for repairs and things like this at the stadium. And, and we all know that having the Detroit Tigers here for spring training and, and that stadium is is really, in my view, it's an asset for the community. It's something that families enjoy and baseball, and baseball fans like. And so keeping that stadium in good condition is important. And so that's being done uh, before spring training. And it looks like there will be uh, spring training this year. Uh, it will, I'm sure, look different than what we've seen in the past, but I know that's the plan right now. And so I'm excited about that. And, you know, I know uh, last year we had uh, we started the spring training season, but then you know just baseball did not continue as normal, and so I know we're all hopeful that 2021 uh, will look a little bit more like what what we're used to. Our city attorney, we always have a section for the city attorney to present things to the commission, uh, any. Uh, resolutions or things that that we have to vote on uh, as, as a body. The one thing that I would point out, and you may have seen this, is that we approved a resolution that will recognize in Lakeland May 20th uh, each year as Florida Emancipation Day. This is interesting, and I appreciate Commissioner Philip Walker bringing this to, to our commission and the Florida Black Caucus local elected officials that group has been driving this initiative to recognize May 20th as Florida's Emancipation Day. The Emancipation Proclamation, so a little bit of history, goes back to that was in September of 1862 under President Lincoln, where he announced that on January 1st of 1863 that all all slaves in the United States uh, would be forever free. The the news of this, however, did not immediately reach all of the states. In fact, it took up to two years in some cases. And so June 19th of 1865, that that happened in Texas. And so that's where federal authorities arrived in Texas and announced that slaves were now free. June 19th is celebrated. That is Juneteenth. So that's the uh, national celebration of the, uh, the Emancipation uh, Proclamation of Slaves Being Free. However, in Florida... Uh, this actually happened on May 20th of 1865, so about a month earlier than June 19th. It was under Union Brigadier General Edward M. McCook, who formally announced President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation from the steps of the Knott House in Tallahassee. And so it effectively ended slavery in the state of Florida. And so because of that, uh, local governments are um, being encouraged to pass resolutions, as we did yesterday, to recognize May 20th as Florida's Emancipation Day and in hopes that the Florida legislature will do the same. And so it's a, a fascinating bit of history, uh, one that I was not familiar with. And I, and I had said uh, in my remarks 
uh, at one of our agenda study meetings that uh, I would guess that most Floridians are not as are not aware of this either. And so I think it's it's an opportunity um, to bring this history to the forefront and to recognize that emancipation, that the free freedom for slaves happened about a month earlier in Florida than it did in, in other parts of the country like Texas. And so that was, you know, we voted on that yesterday. Those were the main items that we covered. Um, there's always a couple of other things that, that come up that, that we talk about. We have comments that as commissioners that we can make at the end of the meeting. It's sort of an open forum for us to discuss whatever is on our mind. And uh, many people know this, but some may not, that under the Sunshine Law, that as commissioners, we cannot talk about things outside of the public view, th- things that potentially could come before the commission for a vote or for discussion. Uh, if I see Mayor Mutz out and about, and I can certainly say, hey, how's your family? Uh, how are your kids, grandkids? And and talk about those types of things, but we cannot talk about city business. And so this time at the end of the meeting is really a time for us to bring up any issues that we have or things that we want to talk uh, about you know, w- with the whole commission. Uh, the Sunshine Law, you know, certainly understand the reasoning behind it, but at times it's a bit prohibitive because you, we don't have these opportunities to, to dialogue outside of the the two or th- you know the twice a month commission meetings or the twice a month agenda studies or other special called meetings that we have. But um, yeah, so that that's it. Th- those are the things that we talked about yesterday. And uh, as I said, I, I will. My goal is to do this after each meeting and have this podcast out and released on the Tuesday after our meeting. So if you want to follow along, that's the the goal for the schedule. I'm sure at times it will get thrown off depending on what I have going on. Uh, But I really appreciate you listening. If you have any ideas for interviews or topics or guests or things you want to see on this podcast, please let me know. You can find me. You can email me at chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. That that goes directly to me. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to serve as one of your city commissioners. Have a great week, Lakeland, and I'll see you back again soon.